0: record twenty-five of we this librivox recording is in the public domain we by Yevgeny Zemyatin the descent from heaven the greatest catastrophe in history the known is ended at the beginning all arose and the hymn like a solemn mantle slowly waved above our heads hundreds of tubes of the musical tower and millions of human voices for a second i forgot everything i forgot that alarming something at which i three three zero hinted in connection with today's celebration i think i even forgot about her at that moment i was the very same little boy who once wept because of a tiny ink stain on his unif which no one else could see even if it be so if nobody sees that i am covered with black ineffaceable stains i know it do i not i know that there should be no place for a criminal like me among these frank open faces what if i should rush forward and shout out all at once everything about myself the end might follow let it at least for a second i would feel myself clear and clean and senseless like that innocent blue sky all eyes were directed upward in the pure morning blue still moist with the tears of night a small dark spot appeared now it was dark now bathed in the rays of the sun it was he descending to us from the sky he the new jehovah in an arrow he as wise and as lovingly cruel as the jehovah of the ancients nearer and nearer and higher toward him were drawn millions of hearts already he saw us and in my mind with him i looked over everything from the heights concentric circles of stands marked with dotted blue lines of eunuchs like circles of a spider web strewn with microscopic suns the shining of the badges and in the center there soon the wise white spider would occupy his place the well-doer clad in white the well-doer who wisely tangled our hands and feet in the salutary net of happiness his magnificent descent from the sky was accomplished the brassy hymn came to silence all sat down at once i perceived that everything was really a very thin spider web, the threads of which were stretched tense and trembling and it seemed that in a moment those threads might break and something improbable i half rose and looked around and i met many lovingly worried eyes which passed from one face to another i saw someone lifting his hand and almost imperceptibly waving his fingers he was making signs to another the latter replied with a similar finger sign and a third i understood they were the guardians i understood they were alarmed by something the spider-web was stretched and trembling and within me as if tuned to the same wavelength of a radio within me there was a corresponding quiver on the platform a poet was reciting his pre-electoral ode i could not hear a single word i only felt the rhythmic swing of the hexametric pendulum and with its every motion i felt how nearer and nearer there was approaching some hour set for i continued to turn over face after face like pages but i could not find the one-the only one-i was seeking the one i needed to find at once as soon as possible for one more swing of the pendulum and-it was he certainly it was he below past the main platform gliding over the sparkling glass the ear-wings flapped by the running body gave a reflection of a double curved s like a noose which was rolling toward some of the intricate passages among the stands s i three three zero. There is some thread between them. I have always felt some thread between them. I don't know yet what that thread is, but day I shall untangle it. I planted my gaze on him. He was rushing farther away. Behind him, that invisible thread. There he stopped. There. I was pierced, twisted together into a knot as if by a lightning-like many-volted electric discharge. In my robe, not more than forty degrees from me, S stopped and bowed i saw i three three zero and beside her the smiling repellent negro-lipped r one three my first thought was to rush to her and cry why with him why did you not want but the salutary invisible spider web bound fast my hands and feet so gritting my teeth together i sat stiff as iron my gaze fixed upon them a sharp physical pain at my heart i remember my thought if non-physical causes affect physical pain then it is clear that-i regret that i did not come to any conclusion i remember only that something about soul flashed through my mind a purely nonsensical ancient expression his soul fell into his boots passed through my head my heart sank the hexameter came to an end it was about to start what it the five-minute pre-election recess established by custom the custom-established pre-electional silence but now it was not that pious really prayer-like silence that it usually was now it was as in the ancient days when there were no accumulating towers when the sky still untamed in those days would roar from time to time with its storms it was like the lull before the storm of the ancient days the air seemed to be made of transparent vaporized cast iron one wanted to breathe with one's mouth wide open My hearing, intense to painfulness, registered from behind a mouse-like gnawing, worried whisper. Without lifting my eyes, I saw those two, I-330 and R-13, side by side, shoulder to shoulder, and on my knees, my trembling, foreign, hateful, hairy hands. Everybody was holding a badge with a clock in his hands. One, two, three, five minutes. From the main platform, a cast iron, slow voice, Those in favor shall lift their hands. If only I dared to stare straight into his eyes as formerly, straighten devotedly and think, Here I am, my whole self, take me. But now I did not dare. I had to make an effort to raise my hand, as if my joints were rusty. A whisper of millions of hands, someone's subdued ah, and I felt something was coming falling heavily, but I could not understand what it was, and I did not have the strength or courage to take a look. Those opposed. This was always the most magnificent moment of our celebration. All would remain sitting, motionless, joyfully bowing their heads under the salutary yoke of that number of numbers. But now, to my horror again, I heard a rustle. Let us a sigh, yet it was more distinct even than the brass tube of the hymn thus the last sight in a man's life around him people with their faces pale and with drops of cold sweat upon their foreheads i lifted my eyes and it took one hundredth of a second only i saw thousands of hands arise opposed and fall back i saw the pale cross-marked face of i-330 and her lifted hand darkness came upon my eyes another hundredth of a second silence quiet the pulse. Then, as if at the sign of some mad conductor, from all the stands rattling, shouting, a whirlwind of eunuchs lifted by the rush, the perplexed figures of the guardians running to and fro. Someone's heels in the air near my eyes, and close to those heels, someone's wide open mouth tearing itself by an inaudible scream. For some reason, this picture remains particularly distinct in my memory. Thousands of mouths noiselessly yelling as if on the screen of a monstrous cinema. Also, as if on a screen, somewhere below at a distance, for a second, O nine zero, pressed against the wall in a passage, her lips white, defending her abdomen with her crossed arms. She disappeared as if washed away by a wave, or else I simply forgot her because this not on the screen anymore, but within me, within my compressed heart, within the rapidly pulsating temples, over my head, somewhat to the left. R one three suddenly jumped upon a bench all sprinkling red rabbit. In his arms was I-330, pale, her eunuch torn from shoulder to breast, red blood on white. She firmly held him round the neck, and he with huge leaps from bench to bench, repellent and agile, like a gorilla, was carrying her away upward. As if it were in a fire of ancient days, everything became red around me. Only one thing in my head, to jump after them, to catch them, at this moment i cannot explain to myself the source of that strength within me but like a battering ram i broke through the crowd over somebody's shoulders over a bench and i was there in a moment and caught r one three by the collar don't you dare don't you dare i say immediately fortunately no one could hear my voice as everyone was shouting and running who is it what is the matter what r one three turned around his sprinkling lips were trembling He apparently thought it was one of the guardians. What? I do not want. I won't allow. Put her down at once. But he only sprinkled angrily with his lips, shook his head, and ran on. Then I, I am terribly ashamed to write all this down, but I believe I must so that you, my unknown readers, may take a complete study of my disease. Then I hit him over the head with all my might. You understand? I hit him. This I remember distinctly. I remember also a feeling of liberation that followed my action, a feeling of lightness in my whole body. I three three zero slid quickly out of his arms. Go away! She shouted to R. Don't you see that he? Go. R one three showed his white Negro teeth, sprinkled into my face some word, dived down and disappeared. And I picked up I three three zero, pressed her firmly to myself, and carried her away my heart was beating forcibly it seemed enormous and with every beat it would splash out such a thundering such a hot such a joyful wave a flash let them below there let them toss and rush and yell and fall what matter if something has fallen if something has been shattered to dust little matter only to remain this way and carry her carry and carry the same evening twenty two o'clock i hold my pen with great difficulty such an extraordinary fatigue after all the dizzying events of this morning is it possible that the strong salutary centuries-old walls of the united states have fallen is it possible that we are again without a roof over our heads back in the wild state of freedom like our remote ancestors is it possible that we have lost our well-doer opposed on the day of unanimity opposed i am ashamed of them painfully fearfully ashamed but who are they and who am i they we do i know i shall continue she was sitting where i had brought her on the uppermost glass bench which was hot from the sun her right shoulder and the beginning of the wonderful and incalculable curve were uncovered an exceedingly thin serpent of blood she seemed not to be aware of the blood or that her breast was uncovered no i will say rather she seemed to see all that and seemed to feel that it was essential to her that if her unit were buttoned she would have torn it she would have and to-morrow she breathed the words through sparkling white clenched teeth to-morrow nobody knows what do you understand neither i nor anyone else knows it is unknown do you realize what a joy it is do you realize that all that was certain has come to an end now things will be new improbable unforeseen below the human waves were still foaming tossing roaring but they seemed to be very far away and to be growing more and more distant for she was looking at me she slowly drew me into herself through the narrow golden windows of her pupils we thus remained silent for a long while and for some reason i recalled how once i watched some queer yellow pupils through the green wall while above the wall birds were soaring or was this another time Listen, if nothing particular happens tomorrow, I shall take you there. Do you understand? No, I did not understand, but I nodded in silence. I was dissolved. I became infinitesimal, a geometrical point. After all, there is some logic, a peculiar logic of today, in the state of being a point. A point has more unknowns than any other entity. If a point should start to move, it might become thousands of curves or hundreds of solids. I was afraid to budge. What might I have become if I had moved? It seemed to me that everybody, like myself, was afraid now of even the most minute emotions. At this moment, for instance, as I sit and write, everyone is sitting, hidden in his glass cell, expecting something. I do not hear the buzzing of the elevators, usual at this hour, or laughter, or steps, from time to time numbers pass in couples through the hall, whispering, on tiptoe, what will happen tomorrow? What will become of me tomorrow? End of Record 25.